Hello and welcome to Reading with Carrie, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Favel, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. Okay, so this is another story that could potentially get me in trouble. As I stated before, I focus on stories that are in the public domain so that I don't get into copyright issues with the publication. It is never my intention to take away the credit of any author, and in fact, it is my way of showing appreciation for the work. I picked up this book, Sweet Dreams Rue, a few years back when I was trying to do Reading with Carrie on my YouTube channel. I was getting frustrated because I wasn't getting many views, and I thought that perhaps I might convince more people to give me a chance if I did stories that were more, perhaps, relevant or searchable. Everyone loves Winnie the Pooh, and this is definitely a bedtime story, so win-win, right? Well, now I am gambling that Disney will let this very little podcast slip on by without slapping me with a cease and desist. So until or unless that time comes, here's a fun little story that you can truly imagine vividly. But before we begin, as always, let's start with a mindfulness exercise. Today, let's do a simple deep breathing exercise to relax the body and prepare for bed. Get into a comfortable position, either laying down or sitting up, eyes open or closed. Lay your arms down wherever they are comfortable and make sure your legs are nice and relaxed. And focus on your breath. Don't alter your breathing. Just notice the way you inhale as it fills your lungs. And exhale as you release the air. Concentrate for just a beat on the moments between breaths when you are not inhaling or exhaling and your lungs are full or empty. Inhale. Beat. Exhale. Now take note of your body, the shape that it's forming, and the weight of each limb as they truly relax. Breathe in deeply on a slow count of four and feel that sensation in your chest. And breathe out as you relax and notice where your shoulders are. Are they tense? Is your neck tense? Feel free to give your muscles a little roll. You don't have to stay perfectly still in this exercise. What I like to do is tense your muscles on an inhale and release the tension on an exhale. So let's go through the body and just release all the tension that you're holding. Start with your face. I know, it sounds silly, but trust me, it'll work. As you inhale, contract your face. Really push all of your muscles into the center of your nose. Scrunch your eyebrows and your lips and even maybe squeeze your ears a bit. 
on an inhale, squeeze. And release on an exhale. And just release all of the muscles in your face. Now that's what we're going to be doing all the way down our body. So on an inhale, tense your neck. You might feel the veins pop out on the side. That's perfect. Hold it tense. And release on an exhale. Very good. And now we're going to do the shoulders. Tense your shoulders as much as you can. Bring them up to touch your ears. Inhale. Tense. Hold it. And exhale. Release. Mm, I think that's the one that hurts me the most. <laughs> okay, now we're going to do the arms. And if you need to, you can separate this with biceps and forearms. But I'm going to do it all at once. You're going to tense every muscle in your arms. Starting from up where they touch your shoulders, all the way down to making fists with your hands, okay? So inhale, tense, hold, hold, and release, exhale. Very good. Now we're going to do your stomach, your belly, your diaphragm, however you want to think about it. It's your core area, your torso, and I want you to squeeze as you inhale. Hold and exhale, release. Now we're going to do the tushy. <laughs> tushy and thighs. And I only separate these out versus your arms because I feel like the muscles are a bit stronger in our calves than they are in our forearms. So it's easier to separate the two. You can, of course, do it all together if, however, you're positioned, it works that way. There's really no right or wrong way to do this. I don't really think there's a way to hurt yourself with this. We're just tensing our muscles. So inhale, tense those thighs and your tush. Hold. And exhale, release. Okay, now we're going to do below the knee. So that's the calves and your feet. And try to scrunch them up. I know you can't really make a ball with them, but you know how to scrunch your toes up. So inhale, tense, hold, and exhale, release. Ah, doesn't that feel good? Make an audible sigh like I just did. Mmm, that feels so good. If you feel that you are tense anywhere, just do that area again. It's that simple. I'm going to do an extra one. If you feel good, you can tense your entire body all at once. Or you can just lay in the moment and feel your breathing. But I'm just going to go through it one more time for anyone who needs it. Either focus on a trouble area or do your whole body. Inhale and tense. Hold. Hold. And exhale, release. Okay. Let's focus and just stay in this moment for a bit more. Go back to focusing on your breath. Notice how relaxed your body is. Stay in this moment for a few more breaths. And when you're ready, let's continue with the story. Disney Winnie the Pooh. Sweet dreams, Rue. 
It was bedtime in the Hundred Acre Wood. The sun had set, the crickets were chirping, and the birds were settling down in their nests for the night. But inside his cozy house, tucked into his comfy bed, little Roo wasn't the least bit sleepy. I don't want to go to sleep, Mama, he told Kanga. Please tell me a bedtime story. All right, dear, Kanga said. Here's one of your favorites. Kanga's Story, Roo the Explorer Once upon a time, there was a brave explorer named Roo. He traveled far and wide, discovering wonders great and small. He climbed the tallest tree in the world, scaled steep mountains, and crossed raging rivers. But even explorers must rest, and explorer Roo grew tired. Where could he sleep? First, he settled down in a mud puddle, but it was far too squishy. Next, he tried a prickly rosebush, but that wasn't comfortable at all. After that, he decided that a fallen log looked like a fine bed, but it wasn't. He kept rolling right off it. Finally, Explorer Roo spied a tiny light through the trees. What could it be? He wondered with a yawn. He walked through the wood, and the light grew brighter and brighter. It was a candle in the window of a lovely little house. Explorer Roo opened the door to find his very own cozy bed. Welcome home, Explorer Roo's mother said as she tucked him in. Good night, Explorer Roo said as he snuggled beneath the covers. The end. Good night, little one, Kanga finished. But I'm not sleepy, Mama, said Roo. Please tell me another story. So Kanga told another bedtime tale, and then another. But even after she told every story she knew, Roo was still wide awake. Oh dear, Kanga said with a sigh. I'll be back in a moment, Roo. Then she hurried off to seek help from her friends. The first ones to arrive at Roo's bedside were Pooh and Piglet. We heard you needed a bedtime story to help you fall asleep, said Pooh. Luckily, I know just the one. Pooh's story, The Land of Honey. Once upon a time, there was a bear of very little brain. One day, the bear opened his cupboard to get some honey and found that all the pots were empty. Oh, bother, he said. Where does all the honey go? At that moment, he heard a clatter, turning very quickly, or at least as quickly as a bear of considerable girth could turn. He was just in time to see a honey pot rolling out the door. Come back, he cried, rushing after it. The bear followed that honeypot all through the wood. He followed it until he came to a place he'd never seen before. It was a land of honey. The grass was made of honey. The trees were made of honey. Honeybees buzzed everywhere, but were far too busy even to think of stinging hungry bears. And so the very hungry bear settled in for a very tasty supper, then lay down in a honeybed beneath a honey blanket, certain that he would live there honeyly, er... Happily ever after. The end. Are you sleepy now, Roo? Pooh asked hopefully. Nope, Roo exclaimed as he hopped out of bed. But your story made me awfully hungry, Pooh Bear. Soon Pooh was back in bed with a glass of warm milk. Shall I try my story next? Piglet asked uncertainly. I don't know that it's the right sort of a bedtime story. Please tell it, Piglet, Roo said. I love all sorts of stories. All right, I'll try my best. Piglet took a deep breath and began. Piglet's Story, Sniglet the Brave Once upon a time, there was a very small animal who lived in the wood. His name was, uh, Sniglet. Sniglet was small but unusually brave. Much larger animals would often come to him for help with frightening situations. One day, 
Tigger told Sniglet of a creature lurking in the wood. It's as tall as a tree, Tigger cried, and twice as terrifying. I'll go have a word with it, Sniglet said. I won't have tall creatures scaring my friends. It simply won't do. Sniglet marched bravely into the wood and found the creature high in a treetop, fluttering in a most menacing way. Well now, Sniglet began, I think we'd better discuss this matter of your frightfulness. The creature responded by swooping down, grabbing Sniglet, and sweeping him up into the air. Let me go, Sniglet cried. I won't have it, he added. And then he said various other brave things. In the end, his courage unnerved the creature. It dropped him and flew off, never to be seen again. The end. Oh, dear, Piglet cried, diving under the bed. What a frightening story. Just then, something crashed into the room, causing Piglet to squeak in a not very brave at all sort of way. But it was only Tigger, with Rabbit and Kango right behind him. <laughs> Tigger cried. Did I hear that somebody needs a sleepifying story? Me, Roo cried happily. Do you know a good story? Do I ever, little buddy? Tigger exclaimed. Tigger's story, the big race. Once upon a time, there was a race from one end of the wood to the other. The winner would get a stupendous prize. Oh, bother, said Pooh Boy. I just filled my tummy with honey. I'm too full to run. So instead of running, he turned sideways and started rolling along like a big ball of fur. Piglet cried, I'm a very small animal. I'll never win. So he hopped in a honey pot and floated down the stream. Now, old Long Ears just ran using his long feet, and Owl flew through the air in the flepperific way owls do. Oh no, Rubeway cried. How are we going to win? Never fear, little buddy, Tigger said. Winning races is what Tiggers and Roos do best. See, we have a secret weapon, Rapidability, also known as bouncing. Now let's go. They bounced along faster than everyone. The only question was which one of the two was going to make it across the wood first. Who won? Rue interrupted, bouncing up and down. Tigger thought for a second. Well, little buddy, no one knows. See, they bounce too fast for anyone to see. That's not a proper bedtime story, Rabbit complained. Instead of making Rue sleepy, you've got him all excited. Just then, Eeyore wandered in. I know a bedtime story, he announced. Not that anyone cares, he added. I do, Eeyore, Rue said. Please tell me your story. Okay, Eeyore said. It's not as if I have any more pressing engagements, or any engagements at all, for that matter. Eeyore's story, the umbrella, or not, probably not. It all began on a dark and gloomy day of no particular importance. A rather bedraggled donkey was eating thistles in the meadow when it began to rain. Oh, bother, the donkey said, though there was nobody to hear him. And me without an umbrella. He wandered off, quite soggy and miserable by now, in search of an umbrella. But he never found one, and after a while it stopped raining and became distressingly chilly instead. The end. Is that it? Rue asked once Eeyore had finished. Is what it? Eeyore asked. That is, if you were talking to me at all, which would be rather surprising if you think about it, all things considered. Oh, what? Pooh was feeling confused. The other friends shared the same expression, not at all certain what to think of Eeyore's story. That wasn't a proper bedtime story either, Eeyore, Rabbit said impatiently. Now stand back, all of you, and let me take care of this. You're going to tell me a story, Rabbit? Rue asked. Indeed I am, young fellow, Rabbit said. He cleared his throat and then began. 
Rabbit Story: The Lazy Friends. Once there was an industrious rabbit who lived amongst a bunch of loafers. All summer they played and slept and ate all of the rabbit's honey, while he toiled day after day in his garden. When winter came, the rabbit had a nicely stocked larder, but his friends had nothing since they'd done nothing to prepare for the winter. "Woe are we!" they cried. "We're so hungry. If only we were more like you. We've learned our lesson." Now the rabbit was hardworking and kind, so he took pity on them and shared. And after that, everyone worked as hard as he did. The end. You see, good stories teach a lesson. Rabbit said. Pooh scratched his head. Oh, what was the lesson, Rabbit? Before Rabbit could answer, Owl hurried in. I hear someone is in need of a story. He said, If I may say so myself, I happen to be quite an accomplished storyteller. Now lie back and prepare to be lulled into the very deepest of sleeps. Thank you, Owl. Kanga said. Although I'm beginning to fear that nothing will convince Roo to fall asleep. Once upon a time, Owl began. There was a rather handsome and educated owl. Some said he was the wisest creature ever to live in the wood. Others, however, disagreed, claiming that Owl's great grandfather Stanislav was ever so slightly wiser. Then again, a case could be made for Aunt Mildred, given the way she'd comported herself in the Great Carbuncle Debate of Aught Nine. Rue lay back, wondering when Owl would get to the good part of the story. But Kanga had taught him not to interrupt, so he closed his eyes and waited. Owl's story continued for quite some time, though nobody could have specified exactly how long or precisely what the story might be about. That was because the longer Owl talked, and talked, and talked some more, the harder it became for anyone to keep their eyes open. Before long, Owl had to raise his voice to hear himself over the chorus of all his friends snoring. Well then, Owl interrupted himself at last. I suppose I shall have to finish tomorrow when everyone is a bit more alert. He pulled the covers up to Roo's chin. Good night. Nobody answered except Roo, who yawned and opened one eye halfway. Good night, Owl. Roo mumbled. Then Roo turned over and went back to sleep, dreaming of exploring and honey and bouncy races and so much more. Sweet dreams, Roo. I hope you enjoyed my rendition. This was a fun yet challenging read, since the font actually changed sizes and shapes to bring the words to life. But I hope I did it justice. I'm not sure there's a deep moral to the story, but I think it's perfectly fine for some stories to just be face value fun. So let our closing thoughts be on sleep. I think we've all heard the famous quote from Benjamin Franklin: "Early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise." So let's go over some tips on how to fall asleep. You can find this list in the description of this podcast for your convenience. Changes to your lifestyle. Get on a schedule, making sure to go to bed and wake up at the same time each day. Avoid naps during the day. Now, I personally find a twenty-minute nap at lunch helps me survive the rest of the afternoon, but I also don't have trouble sleeping at night. If you find that you cannot fall asleep at night, make sure you're not napping during the day so you're completely tired when you should be. Healthy eating, yep, food's always a contributor. Now again, I try to avoid food because it is a trigger for a lot of people. But basically, if you're planning on having a high-carb dinner like pizza, 
Stop eating at least four hours before bed so you have enough time to digest it. This doesn't really apply as much if your dinner is low carb. Exercise. Yep, this one probably didn't surprise you either. Just make sure not to do this too close to bedtime. Make sure you're getting comfy. Make sure you're comfortable physically. Do you have a good mattress? A high quality pillow? Nice pajamas? Did you go potty? Are your teeth and hair brushed? Small things can add up to help you feel relaxed and comfy. Lower the room temperature, ideally between 60 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit or 15 to 23 degrees Celsius. Play around with your sleep position. If you're having trouble falling asleep on your back, try your side. Your left side is specifically recommended for sleep apnea, heartburn, etc. Listen to relaxing music, read a traditional paper book, or practice meditation or mindfulness. More on this in just a moment. You may find journaling helpful to go through your thoughts. There are a few CBT guidelines that you can follow if you're interested in this route. Aromatherapy, specifically lavender, can help you relax and encourage sleep. Just make sure, if you're a pet owner, to research the essential oils you wish to use, as some can be harmful to animals. Don't worry, diluted lavender oil is safe as long as they don't eat it. <laughs> you can also try supplements like melatonin or magnesium to assist with encouraging sleep. I will not elaborate with doses as I am not a medical professional, but this is an easy thing to Google if you're interested. And I personally use melatonin when I know I have an important day the next day. Be sure to avoid the following. Vigorous activity like working out at least one hour before bed. I said that kind of funny, but basically don't work out right before you go to sleep. Caffeine. Yep. Avoid caffeinated drinks like soda and coffee. Caffeine can stay in the system a lot longer than you'd expect, so you may have to cut this out earlier in the day than you'd like to. Electronics. Turn off all electronics at least 30 minutes before bed. That means no cell phone. That also means if you want to read before bed, don't use a Kindle or an iPad. That blue light can disturb your sleep. And stop looking at your clock while you're at it. Also avoid lots of carbs before bed. You might feel stuffed and sluggish, but studies have shown your sleep won't be restful. As I hinted above, there is a mindfulness technique that can help you fall asleep quickly. I believe I've shared this sleep technique before. It's called the 478. I'll run this exercise with you again so you have it readily available. This technique, as well as the other tips I mentioned, are also found on the article healthline.com slash nutrition slash ways dash to dash fall dash asleep. Before starting the breathing pattern, adopt a comfortable sitting position or laying position since you want to go to sleep and place the tip of your tongue behind your upper front teeth. Kind of like you're saying the letter L. First, we'll exhale the old air completely and begin the exercise by inhaling through your nose on a count of four. Hold your breath and mentally count to seven. And then exhale completely through your mouth on a slow count of eight, making an audible whoosh sound while you do so. You can repeat this cycle up to four times, but it's recommended not to do this more than four times to start out, as you may start to feel lightheaded or dizzy, and we are not trying to make you hyperventilate. If you find it too difficult to hold your breath on the count of seven, 
use a shorter cycle of two second breaths breathing in, hold your breath for 3.5 seconds, and exhale for four seconds. This seems very specific, but that's where the studies have shown this pattern is what helps you fall asleep, not just deep breathing. So it's either going to be breathing in for four seconds, holding for seven seconds, breathing out for eight seconds, or if that's too difficult, breathe in for two seconds, hold your breath for 3.5 seconds, and exhale for four seconds. And remember, as the Dalai Lama said, sleep is the best meditation. Thank you for listening. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or a familiar bedtime story.